1: Hello
2: there, my name's Conor McAnally and people think I'm crazy because most weekends I throw myself out of perfectly good airplanes. Mind you, I don't agree with them. So in the course of the next 40 minutes or so I'd like to try to explain to you why me and my mates do this apparently crazy thing. At the moment we're down on the drop zone. Drop zone is a very fancy title for what's basically a small grass field just outside Edenderry in County Offaly. This is where our aircraft takes off and where we land under our parachutes. It's a little short in the way of comforts, although we do have that big mobile home to shelter us from the bad weather. But, really, an aeroplane, a field, and a bunch of skydivers is what makes up the sport of skydiving. Mind you, with the sort of weather we get in this country, the mobile home comes in very handy. Down here, you get all sorts of people from all walks of life, and there are jumpers with a huge range of experience, from the boy or girl Nervously looking from the aircraft to the sky and back to the aircraft again. Anxiously waiting for that first ever jump to the very experienced instructors. Anxiously watching the weather and praying for a clear blue sky and a very light breeze. I started this game over 300 jumps and four years ago. Like all the members of the Irish Parachute Club I spent three evenings in ground training before making that first jump. I got involved in this first because I was writing a newspaper article about the sport. After that first horrendous and momentous jump, I got hooked on the speed, the freedom, the incredible aloneness up there in the air, and I just never stopped. Of course, there are as many reasons for beginning this sport as there are people taking part in it. But to most, it's a challenge, in one form or another.
1: Well, I started... um just to see um, what one jump would be like. I just intended doing one, but um, having done one and found that I liked it, I decided to do another few, and I just kept on going because I still enjoy it.
3: Well, I suppose it all started many, many years ago absolutely and totally out of uh, curiosity. I uh, I suppose, like every schoolboy, felt a certain attraction towards... uh, Uh, through watching films and so on the people leaping out of planes in sort of romantic situations like invasions and so on Um, the basic thing must be one of curiosity uh, asking an internal question uh, would I do it myself? what would it be like?
4: I don't really know why I do it because if I knew maybe I'd stop doing it I keep on looking for different challenges in it um, I keep on looking for different types of things to do in free fall, and each of these presents a challenge to myself:
0: falling on the air, having body you know having your body lifted, flying almost that's what it's like um It's almost impossible to describe because anybody who hasn't ever been in free fall they can't really appreciate what you're trying to explain to them they think we're flying, we think we're flying but somewhere in the translation we think we're flying we know what we're talking about we're, the body is just lying on the air it's not a matter of rushing towards the ground someone who hasn't jumped thinks that you're up there crazily falling through the sky
1: we're not I've always wanted to just sort of fall through the air I'm, I love to watch uh, light aircraft and I've always wanted to fly so then when I heard about parachute jumping I decided well It was a cheaper way of doing it.
2: (laughs) But not all those who do one jump stay with the sport. In fact, of every ten people trained to skydive, only one or two continue for any length of time. What's the reason for this? What's the secret of success? Irish Parachute Club Chief Instructor
0: Noel Larragui. Perseverance, I think. Courage doesn't enter into it. Perseverance, because you come out and a weekend, like like this weekend, the weather can be bad. You're sitting around. You came down to jump. You're sitting around waiting to jump, and you're nervous. There's butterflies in your tummy. The call might go up to get your gear on and go up and jump. And okay, if you're if you can face that after sitting around all day, that takes a little bit of perseverance, you know, to 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 wait around and do that. Other people, they just they haven't got the patience to do that and and leave.
2: And on a day like today, when the cloud is low and the winds are high there are a variety of ways to keep occupied to keep those butterflies in your stomach from turning into eagles and ripping your courage to shreds inside the mobile home it's music and chat and if the voices are a little strained put that down to the tension
3: and I can't get known
4: when i'm watching my TV. Comes on the TV. You're too much
2: and outside on the field some skydivers use the time to practice their exits from the aircraft when a couple of people are trying to get together in the air and link up holding hands it's absolutely vital that they leave the airplane at the exact same moment this can only be perfected by long and tedious practice on the ground but there's a lot you can learn on the ground and that knowledge is very valuable freefall costs money and it's an expensive way to learn.
0: I go out base. You do a wheel exit from base.
2: Yeah. Do you uh, want me to go off harder? No, we'll be right up beside you. You just go off in a normal spread. Well, if you want to go through a counter, or do you just want yeah. to go? And we'll just do so a few.
0: Ready. We'll do a few exit practice when the plan gets done. Yeah, because I think it's refueling this one. But uh, you go off a normal spread. If I have to get down to you, yeah. I'll just try and reduce. or come down to your head first. If I come at you hard. Come <laughs>
2: Long before you get to mid air link ups, though, you have to learn all about high performance sport parachutes. Parachutes have become very sophisticated flying machines and have to be treated with a great deal of respect. Student skydivers are full of questions about them.
0: If you have bo- both arms fully up with no brakes on at all, yeah. what happens then? Are you tilted at 10 degrees? No, degree you're angle just, just doing all its work as normal. You know? yeah. You know, you're, you're just sitting straight. Yeah. And when you go brakes, you don't feel any sagging back. So when you do that, whoops. Yeah. Because the centre of gravity of the canopy is no longer above you. When you feel yourself going back, that means you're not just braking, you're actually stalling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you get stall. That's when you know you're just Yeah. Well, when you tell us then to practice the stall and all yeah. you want well, us I, what to I do, do that gradually, I give or I, do you want uh, us I to g- do I give, it I'll give you the routine. Yeah. You don't want us just to say. do it hard. Well, the best thing for you to do would be to go out and to, number one, Check number two. Take the toggles and yeah. go right down to the star. Slowly. Yeah, slowly down. Sink yeah. until you. You oh, I'm going to the brakes. <laughs> Stop. Oh, like,
2: yeah. it off. <laughs> it's trashing about in the sky. Let it settle down. All of this keeps tension at bay, and when the weather is bad, skydiving looks like a dull, uncomfortable, boring way to spend your weekend. But it's a very different story when the weather breaks. Inside the mobile home the reaction to a patch of blue sky is quite remarkable.
0: Our boys, I remember the way we
5: used to jump.
0: The dead, angry promised faithfully
5: We'd always think in contrary reality oh, sir. Oh, sir. In.
0: Oh. Not
5: so
2: much for us mad scramble out the door. This is when it comes alive. People rushing around, organising their kit and getting their names down on the manifest board, planning their jumps. Because I want to take you with me on this jump to give you an idea of what freefall and parachuting is like, I'm going to need a little help with my own equipment and the special recording gear. And our producer, Dick Warner, has agreed to lend a hand. It's like a queer garment you're getting out there. There's a jumpsuit, is it, Connor? Yep. Yeah, that's... Just putting it on now. It's um, it's specifically designed as a as a flying machine. If you if, if you believe that, it's um, aerodynamically designed to slow down your rate of descent. Um, normally in free fall you're falling at about 120 miles an hour. This thing will will um, slow you down a fair amount. Uh, it'll Slow you down to about 110, I think. But um, the thing about it is that it's got it's full of flying surfaces. The wing, there are wing areas under your arms. the The arms of the the jumpsuit are wide and flared, so you have a lot of control surface to fly with when you're actually in free freefall.
0: Makes you look a bit like Batman.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. But um, the thing they're now so well designed that when you're working on a team, as I normally do. Um, you can get each one of the team uh, with a separate jumpsuit which suits the guy's height and weight so that um, he's, uh, we're, so he's falling at exactly, more or less exactly at the same speed as the other guys even, even if he's not the same weight oh, So you slow up the heavy guys and, and slow speed up the, heavy, up the light ones Exactly, yeah The, the heavy guys wear a really big, wide jumpsuit The light guys wear were, were a fairly tight one and uh, the relative speeds of descent are, are equalised out, and uh, it makes working in the air a lot easier. You've got all those zips done up. What comes next? Well, next on this one, we've got we've got to put on the our microphone, just so, so we can get some effects in freefall. Uh, I'm using a Sony tape recorder strapped on round my neck, and. Uh, a little light cassette player it's a, yeah it's a little light light little cassette machine and uh, I've got it strapped I've got it around my neck and uh, running a strap around my body as well to hold it very firmly in place so you're wearing it under the jumpsuit under the jumpsuit yeah to protect it from all the wind and also to keep it out of the way of my cords, which is kind of important because uh, I can't let anything obscure those. And uh, there she is. And next on is these throat microphones. And uh, these go on round the neck, like so. With two little microphones, and they're each side of your Adam's apple. Right? That's right, yeah. They, they, they're, they'll pick up my voice in free fall. Uh... Now, the next thing I'm gonna need a little bit of help on, and that's some surgical tape to stick these in place. Um, I have a, I have a, uh, scissors here. If you can just cut those and stick them round for your great help. going to be hell to take off yeah well anything for priority during the tests of course the, one of the problems that we had was was uh, the throat mic slipping around and moving and uh, tended to distort the voice an awful lot and we started to lose a lot of quality because, because you're moving at some speed when you're doing this recording aren't you yeah well we're you know we're we're hitting on 120 miles an hour for most of the jump, and just before we separate and open our parachutes, then you know when we're tracking, we're doing about 180. If you just tamp that down a bit yourself,
0: yeah. just squeeze it into the neck.
2: Fine, but you know you are you're really shifting uh, with this. And uh, what was happening really was was that when I when I was pulling the ripcord, um, the um, the the opening shock of the parachute, um, just threw everything out of place.
4: So
2: you're you're dressed and wired for sound. What comes next? Well, next important thing is the the parachute. Believe it or not.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't
2: be to forget that. <laughs> yeah. We go up and forget to put our parachute on. We're going to look very funny. My wife wouldn't appreciate it. Okay. Now this is what's called an SST rig with a stratostar. My main parachute's called a stratostar. It's uh it's not like what most people would imagine a parachute to be. It's square like a mattress. And uh it doesn't it doesn't operate on the same principle even as a parachute. It in fact is a flexible nylon wing and it's it has a forward speed of 20 miles an hour, and it's that forward speed in the same way as an aircraft that, uh, in fact, keeps keeps the thing inflated and keeps keeps me up there. If I lost all the forward speed, which I can do deliberately in a stall, um, the thing w- would simply stall and fall out of the sky. It's almost like a small personal aircraft or a hang glider rather than a parachute. Well, it is, yeah. it's It's more akin to, to a hang glider than a parachute, except that it doesn't have the kind of soaring possibilities that, that a hang glider would have I mean you can't catch a thermal and, and go up um, I mean it's all, it's all the time coming down but um, and it's descent rate in fact is slightly faster than your conventional parachute but uh, it, it's, it's so well made that it can be varied and uh, that on, on the moment of landing was one of these things, it's in fact just equivalent to stepping off a bus, really, uh, if you do it right. If you do it wrong, it's kind of like falling out of a car at 20 miles an hour. It's quite small, this, this pack. It's like a small rucksack. It looks fairly light. It is. It's only about 30 pounds weight. The main parachute itself, the Stratostar, weighs 11 pounds, and um, the rest of it... Um, the reserve parachute weighs i think it 's about eleven pounds as well, and uh, the, the the pack is not heavy. This is a you know fairly good development in parachutes in the, just in the last couple of years um, They used to be very, very heavy. You used to have um, thirty five pounds on your back and about fifteen pounds on your front in this in, in the form of reserve parachute. What's now, that,
3: Connor?
2: This is uh, my altimeter. It's
3: like a which huge
2: is, wristwatch. Yeah, it's like an enormous wristwatch um, with, with dials on. And it, it's, by looking at this, I can tell exactly what height I'm at at all stages throughout the jump. It's graded off from uh, 0 to 11 in thousands of feet. And there's a big red mark, as you can see there, 2,500 feet, which is my instruction to pull this red ripcord here and get the parachute out and flying, you know. Uh, What height will you be jumping out at today? Well, (laughs) it's hard to know. Probably we're hoping to get up to about 6,000 feet. So here I am, fully kitted up and ready to go. Two parachutes on my back, helmet firmly in place and tape recorder securely strapped on. But before I can climb into the aircraft, we must settle what's to be done in free fall, for these link-ups are carefully choreographed, almost like a dance. It's vital that each of the skydivers has a clear, positive idea of what's supposed to happen. Without this planning, no jump is successful. I mean, you can't communicate in free fall. Right, Brian, do you want to go base or pin? Um, you haven't, you haven't jumped in for well, a while. base. You go base? Yeah. Right. Um. Do you want to just go and do a straight two-man or, you know, we try something else afterwards?
4: Well, if we get the two-man fast, we could um, break...
0: Yeah. And maybe go, I turn around, or you turn around, and
2: I go into your legs. You come in on my legs and yeah. put together a two-man caterpillar. For yeah. Me. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, on the, if, do you want to do... I, I've been going on the ready, ready, go exit, you know, instead of ready, ready, three, two, one, go. I mean, it takes too bloody long. Yeah, that's fine. So if we, you get out on the strut, I get out after you, right? Min position and it's ready, ready, go. Well, that's it then. The only thing now is to get into the aircraft and go up and do it. Ah.
4: Six
2: Six grand, George.
4: If we can get it.
0: Hey, the strap is down from there. Someone took it away with him. Cut it off. No, I just don't screw Oh, that's strap. Sorry, that's so I right. hard. Yeah. That's plenty, forwards. plenty plenty forwards for You can scale Oh, yeah, hold on. i get up on my um, own. I'll take away this map, George. You won't want it. this Don't show Yeah. Go, go, go. Two fields beyond it, you'll still get back, no problem. Yeah, yeah. so go good and deep. Well, I mean,
4: to say that field, there's nothing wrong with landing in that field.
0: Yeah, but mind the overshoot. Just, you know, make sure those, those yeah, so power I'd lines behind under,
4: you. Uh, I prefer to undershoot rather than overshoot.
0: Yeah, we're just shading over the hedge. This is well, you're going to kick back or say like
4: a ball. No, I, if I'm coming in over the hedge, I'll be, it'll be out there. Yeah. But
0: mind, listen, there's a string goes, there's one here goes that side of me, and there's one cross at the very end of that field. Out. you see them out in the next field yeah. and they come out they cross over the next field here in the back and then they run over across the line of fields but look out for them if you, if you do end up over there 10 they no joke okay. Is it cold up there then?
4: Yes, I reckon Oh dear Clear prop
5: At this stage, I've done, what, 307 or 8 jumps. And at this stage, I'm not frightened in an aircraft. I used to be, but not now. I'm quite happy and quite relaxed in an airplane now. I just kind of look on it as a necessary means of transport to get me up to the altitude that I want to get out at. But I must admit that the takeoffs still upset me a little. We're at four and a half thousand feet. There's a lot of cloud. Big, huge bank of it. And it looks like it's right over the spot where we want to go out. Still, maybe we will be lucky. It's not too thick, this loud. So there's a possibility we could find a hole in it about the place where we want to jump. 4,750 feet now. And we're banking around circling over the target area to get up to altitude hoping to get to 7,000 feet now just climbing up in big wide sweeps 5,000 feet now climbing out, at the moment, over a big bog area. An industrial bog where they use the big yellow spidery sort of machines from board And You can see them down there. It's like little yellow insects. Spread-eagled. Right in the middle of all those long straight lines. Flying now over a patchwork of fields and we're at five and a half thousand feet. You can see over a huge area from this height. Coming in over a lot of cloud now. It's not all that thick, you can see through an awful lot of it, five and a half thousand feet, we're climbing away, what, you you know the bridge, the bridge over the canal, to the left of that about two fields in We're on the run-in. Feel the cold round my head now. Take it, making a left there. Left turn. Another left turn.
2: Well, this is it. In a couple of seconds, I'll be stepping out the door into free fall.
5: Just climbing out the door now. Ready. Ready! Go! He's watching Bernard. He's had a turn. He's turning around to me now. There we are. Beautiful two man. Absolutely beautiful two man. And it's sad. Five and a half thousand feet and there goes Morris, he's coming down, tuck it up. Just tracking away now, coming in, pulling the report. Latitudes down and just driving along. That's better. Just flying along. That was a beautiful two-man. We could see Morris very clearly that time. I'm just turning around now, back and over sideways a bit. I can see Vernon. I can't see Morris just at the moment. Oh, Morris is a good deal below me. And coming uh, out over the road. Turning now towards the airfield. I'm at uh, 1,700 feet. That's a little too high. Just swinging around sideways now. Just putting it into a big turn. Just tack over. gently sideways. And I'm at 1,200 feet. Um, below me spilling off some height. Just gonna turn around now and follow him. You can see him below me there. You can see Morris as well. I'm at a thousand feet now, coming in over a farmyard out towards the road. Going to fly down the road a bit. Yeah, the wind suck isn't too bad. Flying down the road. Heading for Vernon now. It's turning around towards the target area. That's it. Vernon isn't going to make it in towards the target. I'm just coming in there now. That was nice, that was really nice. Bang on target, dead center. Ah yeah, I enjoyed that. Ah. Yeah man, that was really nice, that was, that was really nice. Really nice. Hmm. I probably trouble getting my ripcord out that time. Because of the bulls,
2: you have to take, of. But I take my own fault. well, I hope that gives you some kind of feel for freefall. You see to me, freefall is what it's all about. It's the ultimate in so many things. It's total freedom. I mean, when you step out the aircraft door, there's nothing anybody in the world can do to help you. You're completely and totally alone on your first jump when you step off the wing strut and the static line plays out and then breaks your parachute open, it's it's like the breaking of an umbilical cord that ties you to the world. From that moment you are different somehow, altered in some small, strange, but very distinctive way. You see, it's not simply the freedom because at the same time you have the ultimate in responsibility. You and you alone have control, and if you don't pull your ripcord in time, you'll die. It's as simple as that. Of course, things can go wrong, there are risks. Quite recently, a close friend and teammate of mine was seriously injured when both his parachutes failed to open correctly. Every time you step out the aircraft door, you know you could be killed. It's not a big risk, but it's there nevertheless. And taking that risk makes you aware of the important things in life. You, ju- you just don't have time for trivialities. And it's uncomfortable. I mean, living on an open field for a couple of days is pretty rough. But it's, it's worth it. Because in skydiving, we've achieved what Icarus and Daedalus dreamed of. A dream that's never been forgotten. The ability to fly like a bird. And we can. In free fall, we can do pretty well anything a bird can do
0: except go up. Our arms and our legs are our wings. OK, we're going towards the ground at a great speed, that's true, but for a measured time, for about 20 seconds, for 30 seconds or for 40 seconds, we're there, we're falling, we're looking at one another, coming together, joining up in the air, tracking away from one another. It's just fantastic.
4: It's exhilarating. It's, you're very, very awake. I think you're more aware when you're in free fall. You're more aware of everything that's around you the, your your, all, your whole mind is so keyed up and aware that it's, it gives you a good high
1: it's scary uh, your stomach sort of goes around but uh, I've always felt like there's just no way I'd turn back that's, that's just I don't even think about that it's just a matter of getting out there as fast as you can getting off the strut and doing it right
3: in skydiving there's nothing to fear but fear itself I think that I um, feel apprehension rather than fear. Um, There is is kind of a narrow borderline between the two of
4: them. When I'm jumping, I'm not afraid. There are times when in the aircraft I look out the door and I say, well, you know, are you going to give it up now or are you going to give it up soon? But you always just come over this thing. Then when you're in free fall, you know you'll never stop it.
0: We're walking along on the ground, we, or we keep our feet on the ground. If we jump up off the ground or jump down off a wall, we expect to hurt ourselves or to, at least to land on our feet maybe and walk away from it. But there's a fear of falling. And we're people who just want to conquer our fear of falling, by falling.
2: One of the most frequent accusations from the psychologists who've studied us is that we all have an inherent death
0: wish. Do we? I don't think there's a death wish element attached to the sport at all. I think it's a, a, really a wish to live and to enjoy life.
2: But acknowledging that it's a dangerous enough activity, how long will individual skydivers continue to jump?
3: Uh, I don't foresee any limit. Uh, I suppose there's an ultimate one of age, there's an ultimate one of health. But while I have uh, average health and uh, I'm not restricted uh, by age, um, then I will continue, ju- uh, continue jumping.
0: I might have stayed because friends of mine stayed on jumping, but I don't stay in it now for that. I suppose I've found out why I'm jumping, and I just enjoy it. Um, when you see here, like, we have a lot of jumpers so take a trip to England just for a jumping holiday. Now, that really shows where their interests lie, you know, that they are they are true-born jumpers. They'll go anywhere and jump anywhere just to meet new people. And the kind of people you meet on any drop zone are the very same. They're all slightly um, jovial and jolly and lively. They're not madcaps, not all of them anyway, but they love a bit of fun. They love jumping out of aeroplanes. They love talking about jumping out of aeroplanes. They love looking at parachutes and messing around with them. They're just given entirely over to the sport and they see it as a sport to be enjoyed, to be lived to the full.
1: It's a very, very personal sport, I think. It's one of the first things that struck me about it. It's so quiet and you're all on your own and there's, you know, nothing else matters, and nobody else matters except that you're coming down under this canopy, and it's only going to last a few minutes, but it's worth it. It's, it's really beautiful. A lot of things go through your mind, and you've got to think about the jump, and it's it's a whole, it's an experience that, you know, until you've done it, you can't imagine it at all. Like, I spent a long time waiting till I was 18 before I could do a jump, trying to imagine what it would be like, and yet it was, it was beyond anything I'd imagined, you know. It was really crazy.
2: I know the reason I continue doing this is because it presents a continuous challenge. No matter what you do in free fall, there's always something else to aim for, something new to achieve. And while that challenge lasts, I'm not going to walk away from it. I I can't. I hope you can begin to understand that now, now that you've had a taste of what it's like. Maybe this last 40 minutes gives you some insight into the need I and my friends have to continue doing this crazy thing. And I suppose one of my friends... My own teammate Vernon McCarthy puts it best.
4: When you see an injured mate on the ground, you always say, you know, am I going to stop just at that instant? But then you think about it logically and you go on jumping again. How long do you
2: think you're going to continue jumping?
4: Until it bores me. <laughs>
3: on you, babe, and that's all I've had more chances to fly and more places to fall and it ain't that I'm wiser, it's only that I've spent more time with my back to the wall and I've picked up a couple more years on you, baby that's all